Sci-Fi for Me presents Jason Hunt, Timothy Harvey. This is the H2O Podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone. This is the H2O Podcast, and it is 2022. My name is Jason Hunt. We're living Hunt. in the future. We're living in the future. My name is Jason Hunt. And I am Timothy Harvey. And it is uh, it is a new season, so we get a new title sequence. <clears throat> and uh, funny funny story how this all kind of uh, <laughs> fell together because we were going through music, and I think what the the original idea was to do were we going to do with eighties de- uh, detective. Type of thing, it was like or the was, silk or stockings, or... kind of of um, <clears throat> your your. Uh, um, oh no, just the word has gone completely out of my head. Yeah, uh, that whole little genre of <laughs> of, of not net. Oh, the it was the early days of cable, right? So you really had all these like different uh, USA network and things like that, where there was like these almost budget. Mm-hmm detective shows yeah the 90s stuff silk stockings was in there um what was the other stuff but we and we were going through we were going through music um and ran across this piece and we both kind of perked up oh well hey this is kind of good and then i said well it reminds me kind of of the equalizer (laughs) and just there it went so uh uh so there we are uh, what about in uh, in the chat says super intro loved the night gathering pose with the hosts that was our that was the one was was like all of these um, all of these different things to try to get together to ch- just shoot that one shot I mean you got the dolly right. and you got the fog machine and uh, it was it was it was crazy but anyway yeah so. Uh, r- r- Robert uh, Robert missed the title sequence, got here just in time to hear it. Um, too late. Too late. Well, now um, he does he does bring a, a a couple of others, Moonlighting, and Simon and Simon. Now we mentioned Simon and Simon at one point because we had talked right. about that, and I thought you know we could we could still do something. And then of course on our list still is um, uh, 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 Siskel and Ebert. I mean, because right. if, if at some point we've got to do Siskel and Ebert. Oh, sure. Eventually. But uh, we may we may jump we may jump around decades on on title sequences. We might do another one in 2022. I don't know. We'll we, we may. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll play we'll with see. it. So I, I have fun putting those together. Those are those are fun. So 2022. We survived 2021. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And hopefully 22, I mean, 2021 was hopefully going to be better than 2020. Right. Mm. And so uh, I think to some degree there were some improvements. And so maybe 2022 we'll see. I mean, you know, the hard line where everything is better now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is not going to happen. But I think that I think that the you know the always always hope for a brighter future, right? Given given how things have started already, um, with you know you've got Betty White and Sidney Poitier and 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 uh, now Bob Saget, and you got Johnny Carson's brother, and you've got Peter Bogdanovich. 
yeah, it was I will like, say though that a lot right of these the folks had very, very long, full lives, and they lived those lives to the fullest. I mean, you cannot sit. I mean, Sidney Sag- Poitier. Saget was I mean, only come 65. on. I the know, man had Sa- a. Saget was only sixty-five. Well, yes, yes, this is true, and uh, you know, there's. He also has had, while well, a great deal of of the viewing populace know him for his more much more fr- family friendly things mm-hmm. he had he was a, a, a very well known and well regarded very blue comedian yeah uh and and like a lot of like a lot of comedians at various points in his life uh he's lived a, he had his he had his he had his adventures well, and they already came out with the knives on social media. I mean, it didn't All take right. long. Uh, my my understanding, yeah, my understanding is that they did the autopsy this morning. I haven't heard that there's any results that have been made public yet. Well, and, so. and the thing is, is that you know, and as much as as much as we all want to live to a ripe old age, um, the fact is, there's a lot of things. I've I've known people who have died younger than that for. You know, one day they just had an aneurysm and they were gone. Yeah. I, when I was, oh, when was this now? Seven, six, seven, eight years ago, maybe? It's been a while, but early 40s. A friend of mine that I went to college with, um, was that, that was one of those, it was, you know, brain aneurysm, gone. And it was just no, no period of he's in the hospital and, and, you know, everything. It was just like, I mean, he was, he was in the hospital that night and he was gone that night. And, and it was like, wait, what happened? So yeah, yeah, these, the, it's, it's never a, it's never a sure thing. And that's, that's a conversation that I have with my kid every now and again. I have, I I know people who have, who are younger than I am, who are, uh, gosh, a decade younger than I am, who had serious heart conditions that just basically are like, okay, you either get surgery or you're going to die. Yeah. You know? And if you don't catch that stuff, you know, it's human beings, we're, we're pretty resilient to a point, but. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and the, the the thing is, is is that anytime you lose folks like this, um, and we've talked about this before with some of the other, you know, we talked about this kind of thing when, when Bowie passed, mm-hmm. is so many of these folks brought us really, you know, how much, how many hours of entertainment did, did Betty White mm. give people? Mm-hmm. How much, how much incredible acting did Sidney Poitier give people? Yeah. I mean, by the these... way, I highly recommend Sneakers. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Poitier does a really good job in that because he's the straight man for everybody else. And and you know, the thing is, is that he's so well known for being an incredibly dramatic actor. And he's really, obviously, was incredibly good at it. Yeah. Um, but he also understood comedy. Yeah. And you can tell and... he's having fun in that one. Oh God. Yeah. No, that's, that's one of those, that's one of those films where, I mean, if you think about it too hard, um, (laughs) but it's got such a great cast. I think it's the first, first film that I really noticed David Strathairn in. Yeah. 
and and I was like, oh, this guy's fun. And then, of course, uh, um, doing um, what some playing one of my favorite parts in in um, televised science fiction for alphas. Yeah, that uh, that was so. such an underrated show. Yeah, well, I think and I, that that was a show that I think ended up being one of those ahead of its time shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it had come out five years later. Um, it probably would have gotten, um, or five years, 10 years later, uh, it would have gotten uh, a lot bigger footprint, I think. On a different network. <laughs> well, yeah. So therein lies, therein lies the problem because of course that was also the time period where if you got a second season on sci-fi or the third season, you were pretty. You were standing in tall cotton. You made it three years. If, you know, they, they were, they were setting fire to all their good stuff at that point. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, and, and if we had the money, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would love to do some original stuff, um, yeah. fiction, like narrative fiction stuff, but sure. one of these days, you never know. We could get a couple of, you know, four or $5,000 super chats and we'll be set. Right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually uh, making, making more films is actually on my resolution list this year. No. Uh, well, and, and, and for those of you who, who aren't familiar, Jason and I both have an experience with independent film. We both made films. We've made films together. We've, we've uh, Jason, we both made features. Um, Jason's can still be watched. Mine will never be. Um, Mine. Um, no, it's um I never did finish I never did finish the DVD package over at Create Space, mm-hmm. so it's it's actually not available yet cuz see there were these there were these subtitles. I thought it was I thought it was available online. I thought you had the, I thought you had it the short the short, oh, the short that was the original okay. thing that's on there, but and and there are some clips and stuff, but the actual feature is not. But um what I ran into when I was putting this thing together, when I was setting up the DVD to have as the package and all this, is that the subtitles are stored on the DVD as image files, not mm-hmm. text files. And so what you got to do is go through, and I, have, I had to chop all of the subtitles to match the length of time that somebody was speaking that line and make it fit the lower third area where the subtitle was actually going. So all of these things had to be chopped, so cut and paste and create a new one and cut and paste and all this stuff. And I think I got about a third of the way through the French subtitles and things just kind of got really busy everywhere else and I never got back to it. But maybe for the 15th anniversary... <laughs> There you go. Because <laughs> I shot it in 2008, and it it got out there. We we did we did had it had a distribution deal for a little bit uh, in 2010. And of course, nobody rented it, and we didn't make any money, and so that went away. And the the DVD. One of these days, I should go back and and put it together because it's not a you know, bad little movie it's the thing is is that again we're talking we're talking things that happened ahead of their time in that now with all the streaming platforms they're hungry for all kinds of content yeah and so there's there's a you know 
depending on what their focus is, there's an audience. They're they're aware there's an audience for a lot more than people were expecting there to be for for smaller pictures. Well, and, and you know, and it's it's a romantic comedy, so I really don't have any place to put it. Um, I mean, if it were genre, I could sit there and say, well, okay, we'll just put it, right. we'll put it behind a paywall and you can, you know, pay a dollar 99 and you can watch it. But I don't, um, I, uh, I don't, I don't know that it would fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, but at least, at least you could potentially put yours out in the world. I could put my feature out in the world, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, Cause it's not good. Yeah. Um, Robert says my Enbridge pipeline stock has been good. I just tried to send a $4,000 super chat, but I got an invalid entry message. Trash. <laughs> I'm not certain. I believe you, Robert. <laughs> not saying it didn't happen. Just saying, I'm not sure. Um, well, but I'm you know, I mean, it's my, my feature film was a great classroom. Mm-hmm. I learned about so many things I shouldn't yeah. do. Yeah. And I worked, the best part about that feature was that I worked with a lot of really talented people who really got me um, into the, into the independent film community here in KC. And, and, and really I worked with, I worked with all of them again and again and again, which was really nice. Um, <clears throat> Robert asked uh, about our Lovecraft movie, if he can buy that. Well, See now I mean, that one that one we could we could probably put into something. Um how would we do well, that? I, I, I mean I think that's that. that's the kind of thing where if you want to throw some money at us, we'll let you throw some money at us for, for that movie. I, you've already watched it, it, so I mean we have it's... to finish it. <laughs> we have to finish it. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, is that it is finished. We just have more that we want to do with it. Yeah, and there's and, a, there's a yeah. there's an effect that we're we're not entirely. It's not that it's bad. It's just that we know that it can be better. Yeah, and that's just and again, it's 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 a fascinating thing. So, so for um the years that. I was doing the courier business. For those of you who don't know, I was a, I was a pathology courier for four years. Um, I stopped making movies. And prior to that, I was making three to four short films a year. Um, whether they were mine or I was heavily involved with somebody else's project. I mean, so I was usually like, you know. And I built up a pretty decent little library, yeah. I think, of, of some stuff. Some of it, some of it clearly you can tell, you know, you can see the learning curve for some of it. Um, and some of it, I think, is, is pretty solid. You know um, what we still- could do? We could do because, uh, um, it, you know, Robert says here, we could buy it on a thumb drive and then, and then buy the dlc later <laughs> but it but that does that does make me think because uh in our work with independent filmmakers coalition uh for a number of years when you did when when we did the timed uh the 10-hour competition or some of the other different things all of those films uh would get collected onto a dvd Mm-hmm. And then they'd be made available. And that could be something where we could do some sort of sci-fi for me showcase. That's sure. not necessarily ours, but it could be a number of 
uh, it could be a number of different short films that we put together in an anthology and a collection and say, here's volume one. Sure. Well, and... <clears throat> and Robert have... just gives us a 50 Canadian dollars super chat. Look at that. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you very, very much, kind. sir. I appreciate that. You're very kind. Thank you. Um, you and he's asking you, if we can Dropbox the file. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's no reason why I couldn't <laughs> Dropbox you the file. Um, let's let's figure out some logistics, and and, and we'll uh, Robert. I'll send you an email because I've I've got his email address. Okay, good because right. yeah, that's I think with that with that there wouldn't be a problem. We can, be, <laughs> we can get you a copy. Of, we can get you a digital copy of that. Not a problem. Um, well, and you know I've got. Uh, you you you'd think I'd have more, but I think I've only made like four horror films. Yeah. Um, I've worked on quite a few, but in terms of my own projects, um, and even the even the last one I made was more of a comedy than a horror film. Um, but uh, well, and and I've got I've got Felis, which is still you know is still a thing, and it and it, I think it still holds up. I mean, even though I've got a spelling error in the last the last computer screen i blame the nyquil because there's also there was also something that there was supposed to be in the set dressing in the in the decorations and stuff that i forgot because i'm mm -hmm. doped up on nyquil and i'm shooting this thing and i don't, now i can't remember what it was but um it had something to do with the cats that that leaned more into what was going on and uh and yeah it was <sighs> something i forgot but oh know, there's always something there's i've got always uh, something. actually uh i've got on my one of my drives i have an uncompleted uh film i was working on um and you i don't know if you remember this but I was going to do a film in the style of the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. I remember you talking movie, about that. A yeah. silent movie in black and white. And um, we went and, um, and this was like the very early days of HD video. Mm -hmm. And um, so <clears throat> it would have been a heavily, heavily green screen intensive project. And this is one of those one of the reasons why it got to a certain point and then Stop. it ground to a halt. Yeah, we shot all the footage, um, and then for a number of reasons, the the post just didn't happen. Um, and I, I've the technology now is so far along from where we were then that. <clears throat> while the edit would not be still be a bear of an edit <laughs> yeah. um i think i think it would actually potentially look a lot better but it was a really neat idea i i, I thought and we had a lot of fun uh, working on it um well and, maybe we need to do something this year well i so said this is the thing so last year um so again like i said four years where i, I really i i pretty much worked on about one film a year mm during that period. And it was usually the, the one night stand, the 10 hour film competition that we do here in KCD. Uh, and so I'd either, I'd either direct a film or I'd work on somebody else's film. 
but I think I only directed in those four years, I think I only directed like two films and they were both for the competition, for both for competitions. And I think one of them, one year, one year we did really well um, in terms of, I think we, we, yeah, we, we won some stuff, but uh, a lot of what I wanted to do um, didn't happen no. during those four years. And I had, I have, I'm sitting on three scripts that I was planning on doing five years ago, six years ago, right? So now I have a job where I could, I've got, and, and I got the lecture, Jason, <laughs> got it again. It's the, you know how much time off you actually get, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how much time off did you take last year? Not as much as I'm supposed to. That's right. I work less. I got reminded by my kid because he he occasionally it's it's been a bugaboo for for him for a number of years how much time I sit in front of the computer and sure. do all of this work stuff which even especially it's frustrating for him because I don't get paid for it you know it's this is the thing we do this because we enjoy doing it and all of that and um he's like you need to you need to get out and do other things and of course Mindy is like you know sure let's let's go do things but um of course with lockdown that's that's changed but i i have been thinking i've been mulling a few uh different things uh for us to do i know james and i have been talking about making a john murphy uh comic book uh, a comet tales comic book and um i think i want to do would want to try to do because we've talked about this before. I want to do a print magazine this year. Mm-hmm. I want to want to well, we'll get on crowdfunding and we'll do a, our our version of Starlog. And I really really want to do that and see what happens. So, you know, those are those are some things, but yeah, I think I don't know that I'm quite ready to get back into making films so much, but I I might you, you twist my arm. Uh, I, I might think about writing some stuff again because I, I need uh, to. I need to get back to that. Well, and, and you know the thing is, is that during that time period, the last last year, because we're in twenty twenty two now, so between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty, mm. I was able to edit um, two live. Well, actually, I, I edited three live shows last year, um, two stage productions and uh, a one-man show for the Kansas City Fringe Festival. And then the year before that, I did a aerial troupe, uh, Voliere, Thieves of Flight. They're a a KC-based aerialist troupe, and they are fantastic. They're really, really talented ladies. Uh, And and a couple of gentlemen, uh, um, uh, the troupe, um, as, as guest stars for this particular show. Um, and I really had a fun time editing that. Yeah. Uh, and I shot it and edited it. And, um, but in terms of my own stuff, writing my, my own scripts, my own projects, um, nothing really for four years except for competition stuff. And I've got these scripts. Yeah. And one of them is a horror script. Um, one of them is the first one is very not. Um, uh, but uh, it deals with you know, we've talked we've talked about uh, this is dealing the, with depression. This is the existential one that you. This is this knew. is the yeah this yeah. is the one the one that that is um, a lot about depression 
uh, turns out some people have some people who've read the script were like, this is also a kind of a just thought about the creative process. And I was like, okay, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, but sure. Um, it's a very personal one. So, but I actually, it's one I really want to make. Um, and then for those who don't know, I got my start making independent films, short films, doing film noir stuff. And uh, the music video that I directed out in the world um, is, uh, is a film noir themed one. Um, and I, there's a, I've, I've had this project in my head for a very long time. Uh, it would require a lot of work, but it would be uh, uh, a lot of fun to do. Um, think uh, big dance hall, 1940s dance um, environment and a woman on the run with a man from a man with a gun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and just something, something kind of big and elaborate that would require um, some some real planning <laughs> but uh, but i i've got a i've got a choreographer uh, who uh she knows 1940s uh dance styles really well so uh she and i have been talking on and off over the years about doing something like this i think it'd be a lot of fun i think it'd look really cool um but that's not that's a, that's a little down the road but yeah. yeah so i mean there's i i i just i just gotta make another film again i mean i just have too much fun uh, doing it and and the challenge of of making some of this stuff you know getting getting it out of your head onto the page and then onto the screen is is very satisfying and i miss it and i was supposed to do a lot more last year and of course uh um while i've had some friends who in in the film community who have continued working with uh, uh you know distancing restrictions and they've had they've had stories that they've been enabled them to do that and, and they've worked around it. it the stuff i have in mind wouldn't quite work that way so if nothing else for safety's sake um, all right for anybody who's interested i just put the uh, link to the temptress music video in the in the chat which version uh it's the one on her channel oh There's she's got the, the short the one. one okay that was because that was the one that i found that's all right but that's all right. That's a, this is you. You do. You do. You do realize it's from 2013, right? Oh God! I'm has aware. it has it really been that long? Yep. I I am afraid so. And that's really that's again. This is this is the thing. It's like you know we um we've when you work on this sort of stuff and you do it on a regular basis and it's really easy to keep momentum you know you keep you it's it's when you stop working on this stuff that it's really easy to keep not working on it yeah and and that's and that's just the way life works and that's unfortunate because you know there's something like that where uh, having having fun with this stuff is quite frankly something i you know even even when it was really hard work even when it was 40 bazillion degrees below, um, <laughs> you know, I had a really good time. Yeah. Um, and so Jason dropped in the version that is up on. Um, that's that's on her YouTube channel. Uh, right. The artist, the artist, I am Eve. 
Um, and right off the top of my head, I'm I'm forgetting her name. But uh, Robert says a star log could be epic. Invite a couple of genre writers to write a short story. Invite a few artists to do some one-panel comics. Make the zine a reflection on new genre stuff. That's the plan. Um, including some original fiction, some think pieces and essays, and um, and uh, have some uh, have some art, have some fun stuff like you know, like with cr- uh, you know, crossword puzzle and word find and and that sort of thing. So you know, just like Starlog used to do. That's the plan, anyway. Maybe I don't know. What do you think? Sixty pages, forty-eight pages. A shot. Um, just so you know, we were for those folks. I've had difficulty looking at, at chat stuff on my browser, and as soon as I logged into to Safari, because I, I Safari, I was able to see the chat at least. Um, it won't let it. The chat disappears as soon as I log in. <laughs> All right. So this so is that's fun. this is. So the I dropped the, I dropped the link into your into ours. So yeah. So there's there's the two versions of the uh, of the video, folks. Or so there's the. Uh, um, the version that is the short version, and then there's the version that's got the bigger story that we built into it. So, yeah. um, it was a good piece. It was it was fun to do. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of of the cast and crew um, uh, on that one. We had a great time. Uh, it was it was hard work. Yeah. Um, but when you consider that we basically made it for next to nothing, I think I think our at the end of the day. I probably, because I ended up funding most of it, um, I spent a couple thousand dollars on it. So it's not, but I think that we, we stretched that couple thousand dollars very far mm. and had some real, real cool things that we were able to do with it. Um, and I know for a couple thousand dollars isn't isn't that much money for a lot of people, but for in the independent film world, sometimes a couple thousand dollars is like, yeah giant amounts of money. All sometimes right. it's nothing. I mean, so our first resolution all, all of that to say, our first resolution is going to do some some new original stuff this year. Be get back into being Somehow. more creative. You know, we could we could crowdfund a short film. We've done it before. We could do something over on Indiegogo. Crowdfund a short film. Yeah, um, we got some. We got some money for Tentress. Was that way? Some money for Randolph Carter. Yeah. Um, we, uh, you know, it, and and I think that that again or. The crowdfunding space is so common now. Yeah. Um, and certainly, certainly for Carter, I don't think that it would, it wasn't as no, common and, then. And I think now that you have things like Patreon and Substack and, and all of these others, but the comics industry, especially the, the indie comics crowd has really embraced crowdfunding on Indiegogo and Kickstarter both. And, you know, we've seen even, uh, the publishers like uh, like Dynamite and um, oh I think Antarctic Press might have done some stuff. Some of the different you know small yeah, I think Image might have done a, a couple of things where they'll crowdfund variant covers or you know various different types sure. of of you know one shot projects and stuff. So even well, the publishers are are realizing that there is a viability to that, and I think as you get a little bit more into, you know, comics has been doing it now for three or four years, solid, really just going gangbusters on it. It's time to open that up. And now we start crowdfunding some other kinds of things besides just comic books. 
Well, and I think that there's there if you go and, and look at your your Patreons and Kickstarters and all the different funding avenues that people have. Um, the the creative space is really opened up for pretty much everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that uh, podcasts, um, uh, short films, books, comics, um, people are really looking at because because quite frankly, the the creative space has changed a lot. Um, and the idea being <laughs> so you can go to Amazon and you can find a ton of actually really good self-published literature. Mm -hmm. And back in the old days, back in back in my bookstore days, back when the world was young, um, <laughs> independent publishing was, there's a reason we called it vanity press. Yeah. And, uh, and there and was a, a difference between the indie stuff, like you just run some copies and, and staple them together and put them out. And right. there's also the you pay us to publish your book thing. The publishing and, scam model. Yeah, that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. There, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that, especially in those days. And, when, and yeah. I think that for for Borders and Barnes and Noble, you learned very, very quickly which one of those houses you didn't work with mm -hmm. because they were taking advantage of their of their writers. Well, and there was a, writers writer beware website mm -hmm. uh does a oh, lot yeah. and, and, and still and track still that. a site there's still a site to follow they yeah they still keep track of that stuff robert says just back from watching temptress so hopefully uh hopefully you enjoyed it so here's what we're going to do with this being the new year uh part of our part of our discussion of of some different things here um with regard to money and revenue and that sort of thing is we are going to start throwing a break mid-show into this show. We've we've got a break in, in Life of the Bunker. We're going to start putting a break. We put breaks in Good Morning Multiverse. This gives us a chance to put Google ads and say, Google put it here, not, not interrupt us over here. So we're going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back with more New Year's resolutions. Uh, when the H2O podcast continues right after this. Stand by. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Until you unsubscribe in a sudden but inevitable betrayal. Hi everyone, Jason Hyde here. I'm the editor at Sci-Fi For Me, inviting you to join me for real talk about the issues of the day, plus in-depth conversations with creators and experts in and around the science fiction, fantasy, and horror genres. We're live from the bunker Monday through Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Delivering the multiverse since 2009. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. I'm so used to pushing those buttons during the middle of the day, but not here. <laughs> and I, had, I had half of it set up, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. No, wait, I got to, oh, I got to click that one, too. Uh, okay. Back on the H2O podcast, Jason Hunt along with Timothy Harvey. Hello. Uh, Robert says uh, a star log, if we did a, a kind of a star log, that would be the brass ring 
for commentary, maybe a way of maybe not getting attacked. And see, I don't, I don't even think that if we did any kind of commentary, it would have to poke at any particular thing. I mean, you could do season reviews, you could do examinations of uh, genre tropes and different elements of different things. I mean, there's a lot of different things that you could do with that. Uh, where it wouldn't necessarily have to be, because part of this, and, and this is something that we talked about at very beginning early on when we were talking about that kind of a, doing a, a magazine, was the fact that if we were going to do something, it was likely going to be quarterly, mm-hmm. not every month or, or anything like that, which means that it would have to be a little bit more evergreen than what you would get from a monthly magazine or something you just publish on a blog and you just do it right then. So the the number the the types of topics that we could cover would be limited to we can't do breaking news in this magazine. It would have to be more essays and think pieces and and deep dive commentary, interviews, um, you know, that sort of thing. So that's that's a bulk of what's on the list of the things, what we want to do in the magazine. But I definitely want to do, um, I definitely want to do something that would be a little bit, uh, yeah, like, like Robert says, non-polarizing, um, because yeah, the, the Gygax interview did not, did not, I mean, the interview itself was fine. The fallout from the interview was something completely unexpected, and you know it was like, well, okay. Well, un- unfortunately, they haven't been they haven't been doing themselves any favor of late. Uh, I'm afraid. Well, no, but that's. I think. I think part of that, and I and I'm I have not been in contact with any of them. I I reached out afterwards when they changed their new social media person got in there and whatnot, and I said, you know, if we ever want to do another interview, we can do another interview. And now I haven't heard from them and I've seen some of the different things that they've been doing. I was like, it feels like, it feels like there are, uh, divergent priorities, maybe like some, like they can't quite figure out exactly what they're going to do, how, how to do the next thing. And then you have, the president of Watsi, because we were having, you know, I don't want to get this into a big D&D discussion tonight, but we we found out the president of, of Wizards of the Coast just got promoted and is now going to be running Hasbro. And here this whole time we were sitting there thinking that they were getting ready to sell Wizards of the Coast. And they might. Maybe we, we want to keep him, all of the rest of you go away. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but yeah, it was, it was one of those things where it was like, I don't know that I want to get in the middle of all of that, but it was really a surprise that that's the one that sparked all the drama. Well, and I think, I think that, that again, we come down to interesting timing because based on what's happened again, not turning it into a big D and D discussion. Yeah. Um, based on what they've been going on with this whole, you know, all the artwork and logos and things like that, that they're um, running into some problems with trying to do what they want to do because I don't know the law. Um, and uh, well, I think, I think part of that, you're talking about the trademark stuff. 
the the trademark stuff in fact one of the uh, i just saw a thing today and i don't know i don't know how old it is uh i didn't i didn't catch the date and and then i moved past it but one of the original artists of the logo designers was like i am not going to get involved in this and (laughs) um so no i'm apparently apparently they had contacted her and wanted to buy the art the rights to the arts and she's like no yeah i'm not getting in the middle of this and um and had some had some harsh things to say about her time in, within the gaming industry back way back when, um, and so, I mean, it's the fans. The fans lose. Our this, this is one of those situations where the fans lose. Our resolution continues to be: <laughs> we're going to try to stay above the fray. Uh, we have to set ourselves on fire to, publicly. We're not going to get into drama. Now, uh, on occasion, there might be uh, there might be some discussion internally about you know, a particular guest. Why'd you have that person on? You know, you shake your finger and that kind of thing. But I think there's some value to having having conversations, having interviews with people that might be considered a little bit controversial. Um, not f- not for the sake of the controversy, but you know there's there's a different perspective that different people bring to the table and i think you know it uh dean kane for example you know a lot of people are savaging him over on social media excuse me social media because he's a conservative and you know whatever he says some people like it some people don't but i still think there would be value in interviewing him because he played superman you know and he's building a production company and he's making movies and he's doing, he's doing faith-based work now. Uh, yeah. And, and I think there is a conversation to be had there with somebody like Dean Kane because he played Superman or Kirstie Alley for another one, you know, and you have some of these people where, you know, it would probably not be, uh, not be looked upon with favor, but I think I would, you know, I'd, I'd probably just, I'd probably be fine uh, interviewing Cory Booker. Cory Booker's the, the, a big science fiction fan. Well, and I think that the the challenge there, and I think the fine line that one might want to walk, um, is that getting into some of these other aspects of their life, while it can inform what they're doing, and that mm. doesn't that that does, that can certainly make it relevant. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah. And and that becomes that becomes the, the balancing act, I think. That and I've had know, conversations are... with a number of people that I don't agree with politically, but uh, sure. we're talking I'm talking we're talking about their book. Sure. Yeah, you know, we talk about the work. So I think in the pa- in the past years we have managed to stay above the above the drama and out of the whole, you know, he said, she said, us versus them thing. And I think we've managed to, to avoid putting a target on our backs mostly generally speaking well and and i think that that one thing that you know if nothing else the the guy jack's interview it was less about you know what other people say mm-hmm. you can't control and sometimes they don't serve themselves terribly well by saying things they say and well and and the other part of that is that the the thing what everybody got upset about was was something taken out of context and mischaracterized to begin with because i went back and i looked at the i know i know i know (laughs) 
Anyway, okay, have, so other... Have you met the internet? I know. <laughs> so other resolutions. We're going to get off the internet. <laughs> so. Well, you know, I, so so when we... I've talked about this before, how it's, it's, it's been harder for me to be on social media. So mm-hmm. again, the, the four years of driving uh, as a courier, you don't get to spend a whole lot of time... Right, well, right. You shouldn't spend a lot of time on social media when you're driving <laughs> for a living. It's some danger, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And... It turns out that, uh, again, if you stop doing something, it's hard to do it again yeah. uh, on any kind of regularity. And honestly, one of the things I intend to do this year is to be more interactive on social media. It's not going to be anywhere near how it was when I was okay. regularly on there. In, but... the, in the South, there is a phrase... Mm. that indicates some um, challenge to believe. (laughs) And I believe it goes, shut your mouth. Like, I don't believe you. (laughs) Um, Could be worse. Could be bless your heart. I know it Um, could, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those, for those of you who aren't aware, some of the politer ways of of insulting someone uh, uh, that those are up there. I I said, it's a resolution. We know how resolutions work out. Right. Um, Right. But the, but part of that comes out of the fact that I, I, I honestly do have to do more interaction because of work. Yeah. Um, and then some of the things, some of the things we're planning on, and quite frankly, you know, if I'm if I'm doing it for one thing, that's potentially a gateway to doing it for myself again, because, you know, I've got social media accounts, I've got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and for a while, Instagram was about the only thing I was doing anything because I take a picture and put it up, ta-da, yep. I'm done, walk away. Um, but lately, lately, because I've been following some of the the more interesting things going on um, in the in the law Twitter is essentially what it's called. Yeah, because there's some there's some fascinating court, court case stuff where you get some interesting analysis, and I find it interesting. It's you know if you're if you've ever been a Law and Order fan, it's like okay, love that show too. Shame it's not remotely realistic. Um, <laughs> but like Jason and I were talking about uh, um, before the show started, I've been looking at. Um, this whole NFT thing. And uh, there's this whole NFT and gaming nonsense going on right now. Oh, yeah. And so many gaming people are coming out and going, this is a terrible idea. What are you thinking? <laughs> and but but at the same time, I'm finding it fascinating. So I'm, I'm actually, you know, I, I spent time on Twitter today on a personal, you know, following a thread and reading, branching off over here and doing shocks. I was like, this is my shocked face. But it was the thing is, is I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. And a lot of times, one of the things that I don't particularly care for, one of the reasons that the social media was actually kind of easy to get away yeah. from is that so often it wasn't fun. Robert asks, what does sweet potato pie and shut your mouth mean? Now, Robert's from Canada. Um, I don't know that I've ever heard that particular combination. Um, I may have to look that what, up. What's the song, Robert? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I'm going to the internet because I have not heard that that particular phrase. So and me... and and if it's a and and the thing about songs is that sometimes they don't actually make sense. 
Robert, if you could, um, so sports card collections, you might actually have an, and it's, it's entirely possible you could make money with NFTs and sports card collections, but. It is a, uh, it is a song. Uh, it's it, from, Don't it's from in. Alabama. Oh. Uh, the group Alabama song of the South is the, is the name of the song. And, uh, it's, it's a lyric in, it's a lyric in the song, uh, because mm -hmm. it's about, you know, the hard times American face in the times of depression. Um, song, song of the South, sweet potato pie. And I shut my mouth is the lyric. And then, and then this this particular hmm. article has some sweet potato recipes. There you go. <laughs> so, so that's what that is, Robert. So that's that's what that means. It's a. Uh, I get. Uh, you it's get sweet. Recipe. You get sweet potato <laughs> pie, and and don't complain about it because back in the days of the depression, you got what you got, and 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 you were happy to get it. So. So another another Sometimes thing that's the case now too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so another thing that I talked about uh, on on uh, a bunker was to do better prep for the shows because a lot of times mm. I'm I'm coming in here last minute scramble and and for this show especially because there's so many other things that I get that we do and then deciding what we're going to talk about <clears throat> usually we end up in a in a in a mode where I'm playing catch up so i'm gonna do better about that i'm gonna try to anyway um and we're gonna try i gotta clean out email i still have to do that um but the other part of that too is we get a lot of stuff for reviews mm -hmm. and we get a lot of we got a lot of screeners we get a lot of books we get some comic book stuff and one of the things that i want to i and I need to talk to everybody about this. We're going to try to turn around our reviews faster because I've been sitting on books since 2012. <laughs> I'd like to get back into doing more reviews. That's something that I think the balancing act, the curious balancing act of how I was, I, I was able to do as much writing as I used to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And um, how that seems to have shrunk in terms of available free time even even when it feels like I should have more time and somehow it's uh, figuring yeah. out that balance. Well, and because it's ironic that, too. Because, I actually like writing those. Well, and, and we were talking <laughs> you know? because when you started when you started this job that you've got now, uh, one of the I, things we talked about was, oh, hey, you're going to be home. You're going to be able to, be, to manage I, your time a little bit and, and divide right. your attention. And, 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 and in fairness, in fairness for the job on the job side of thing, we rolled out a brand new training program and I became the training coordinator. I mean, yeah. there was there was. You got you know, busy. I got busy. But the thing is, is that I, I still feel that there's there's got to be a way to to work out this balance. Because, again, I'll call your boss was was a time <laughs> um, where I was making films. I was writing reviews. I was working a full time job. Mm -hmm. um, and so the figuring out the balance work work life balance. Right. You know, yeah. it's like I'm hardly the only person who has ever struggled with that. Um, but at the same time, some of these things I'd like to get back into doing more of. I, I mean, just, I just have work. I don't have a life. I, uh, <laughs> so that's my balance. I'd like to play more. Yeah. You know, I, 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 
I like my job. So it's not like when I work at my day job all the time, I'm like, Oh, this is such a drudge. It's not, I have a good time. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, is that it, it is as much as I enjoyed it, it is my job and it's not my play. So I'd like, to, I'd like to play more this yeah. year. Um, and as the world opens up as, as I mean, yes, you know, variant this, variant that. The fact is, is that we're coming to to deal with it. We're an we're an adaptable creature. We'll we'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do with with whatever happens. Right. Um. And and luckily, it looks like you know things like Omicron are, or they might 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 be more contagious, but it's not as it's not as bad. It's, it's I, not I, as rough for a lot of people. Yeah, I saw a thing. Um, I want to say this was a study that came out of the UK. Maybe it might have been it might have been Eastern Europe. I'd have to go back and look. But apparently, somebody they've they've done a study that it appears that immunity brought on by other coronaviruses can help with the T cells that can fight off this particular coronavirus. So there's some promise there too. So so they're looking oh, at that as as a way of of a different a different vector for mm. uh, for a different approach for another another type of vaccine. So who knows? Well, it, well and I, I think that I think that one thing that that we're gonna find no matter what is if we even if we keep seeing a bunch of different variants, even if we're going to figure out a way to live with whatever it is. If we you know the fact is is that this sort of thing has happened before mm -hmm. yeah and it's gonna happen again because i do need to uh i do need to nature to, works yeah i need to i need to exercise a little bit more myself that's that's a resolution that i've got on my list i it, at the very least start walking a little bit we got a treadmill i can i can take a break sometime during the day do 30 minutes on the treadmill and and at least get that part so here's so. what I do because because I've, I I have a gym membership and I live down the street actually from my gym which is really nice, um, and uh, I've been sick this last week, um, uh, just a really nasty cold. Yeah. I mean just so 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 nasty initially I was concerned I had gotten COVID, um, but uh, came back negative so yay, uh, but just really really nasty cold, and um, so I didn't I didn't go to the gym at all this week and I can feel it <laughs> i feel I, I feel round um but the um uh that's one of the things that's on my list as well is because as much as i've been trying to do uh to get be more active and and because you know yeah, i work from home i sit down all day yeah. this is my you know this this view that you guys have got of me this is where i'm what i'm doing most of the day um Same but here. um so getting out and doing more with that um, mm -hmm. is part of is important too. Shockingly, we're not getting younger, uh, and it's harder. It's harder the older you get to to do that sort of thing. But I go and I get a uh, I, I get an audiobook or I get a, a, a podcast that I can listen to two or three episodes back to back, mm -hmm. and I walk for an hour. Um, and at this point, I'm. It's not super fast, but I do four miles an hour. So uh, it's you know, a pretty, pretty decent, pretty decent pace. No. Uh, and, uh, and the time zips by because, of course, I'm listening to something entertaining. 
Um, and it's never... just the question of getting into the habit of doing it all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's and that and, and marking a time and, and okay, just carving out the time and say, all right, I'm going to put everything away and go do this thing because it involves getting up away from the desk and going somewhere else. And, and that's a, that's a challenge for some people. So in my old apartment, back, back when I lived on, on Broadway street here mm -hmm. in Casey, um, I used to live in an old, it was a hotel originally, and yeah. then it became a, a, a cheap apartment, but they had concrete floors. So you could work out whenever you wanted, nobody could hear a thing. You could, you could jump around and, you know, as long as you didn't crash into the walls, you were fine. Yeah. Um, and for a while there from probably 2007 to pretty much when I moved to not this apartment, but the apartment, my old one, um, I would watch like the latest episode of Star Trek or Doctor Who or Battlestar Galactica. And that's when I would work out. Mm, yeah. And, and so I'd, I'd get to the, you know, about nine o'clock at night, I'd say, okay, I'm going to watch, you know, the latest episode of whatever. And then I'd, you know, I'd have, I'd had that going on the TV and I'd have my laptop with the workout video, like right in front of it. So I could sit there and see the both of them. Yeah. Um, and that became like the habit. Right. And again, once you get out of the habit of doing that, it's really hard to get back into it. Yeah, it um, is. Cause my, cause, cause the apartment I moved into after that, uh, the floors were very creaky and I lived above that couple who oh, fought yes. all the time. Yes. I remember the stories. <laughs> they had, they had a, they had a tempestuous relationship folks. <laughs> all right. So you're going to try more social media. Uh, we're both going to try, try to get a little bit more. Uh, exercise um i'm gonna try to do make, more show prep um make more movies make movies make again. more movies and and we'll we'll do the we'll do the magazine this year like that maybe like that. we'll see hopefully i definitely want to do that it's it's something that that i've been wanting to do for a number of years now we even i even started a layout and it's on a it's on a dead hard drive so i'm gonna have to start over but uh, yeah, but that was that was some of the stuff that I wanted to do is is uh, is do some of that. So we're, we're... every Christmas, every Christmas I ask for storage. <laughs> well, and I'm moving I'm moving over to solid state drives. I'm, I, I'm I, shifting I, everything and and, you know, hopefully that will reduce the risk of crashes. So we'll see. I don't know. I had that conversation with my my father this christmas because i was like you know hey guys i would love for you guys to buy me some solid state drives but wait at least a year because the price will be a lot lower yeah because so many of these i mean you look at this this is a this is a five terabyte drive oh wow. and five years ago yeah oh and this is this is i think now a 120 dollar drive so it's not you know, that's, that's a pretty reasonable price for five terabytes at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, it might even be less than that. I said it was, it was a gift. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't, you know, I don't know what they paid for it, but, uh, um, Dave asked, do, do mental gymnastics count as exercise? Sure. 
It's mental exercise. You got to keep, got to keep the brain uh, uh, working Cross, too. Crossword puzzles, Sudoku, word finds. Sure, ab- absolutely. My dad does crossword puzzles all the time. Reading a novel. Go pick, go pick up a, go pick yeah. up a, a writer whose work challenges you. Yeah. Uh, Robert asked, "Do you think an annual would work? We could do a, an annual book." I don't. I don't think that would be a, an issue. I think eventually I'd like to see us do a quarterly thing, um, with maybe even with some ads from other other places. But yeah, gotta work, I, I mean, gotta work yourself up to that. I think. Yeah, I think we do. Wanna, we do. But yeah. yeah, I think I think we could do an annual. We could do you know every six months or or something. So I think a lot maybe of it's we, just going to depend on how much time and how many people we've got available to do it. So we'll get there eventually one of these days. Speaking of social media, we are on a number of them. And uh, we mentioned the super chats just kind of tongue in cheek. But we do have a tip jar over on PayPal. We've got a subscribe star star account uh, that I need to update. We've got a newsletter to sign up for. And I'm going to that's another resolution. I'm going to do better about getting the newsletter uh, out a little bit more frequently, so all of those things there. So that's that's where we are, and then uh, we've got um, you know other other shows planned and revivals planned. We brought back uh, I don't know if anybody saw it or not. Salacious Crumbs is now a segment in Good Morning Multiverse that we carve out as its own thing. We're also doing that with Triple Bites. So Triple Bites is back ish with all of our Star Trek and Orville news. So that's out there. So, you know, we're, we're kind of cycling back through. Uh, I talked to somebody today about doing some stuff on the on the Twitch channel, doing some gaming and, and get some reviews done and everything. So it, the Twitch channel is going to expand. We're probably going to use the Discord a little bit more once I figure out, you know, the old man's got to wrap his head around how this thing, how does, how, how does it work? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it all out. In the meantime, we'll just keep coming here and having conversations and hope for the best, right? That's right. That's right. I think we, we actually do have a few ideas for, for stuff coming up. Yeah. Um, an actual positive show about nostalgia. Uh. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, and on that note, we will head out. Thank you very much, everybody, for being here in the chat. Robert and and Dave, and who else did I see in there? I saw Stephanie earlier. Let's see, what about... uh, Yeah, so everybody, uh, thanks for sticking around. Feel free to uh, share this or any of the other videos that we've got out there. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully other people will find us and subscribe to the channel and we'll keep going. Eventually, we'll get to 2000. We're getting there. Two steps forward, one one step back. But we're getting there. So. (laughs) All right, sir. We'll do it again next week. That's right. Get to feeling better. Get some rests. I will. All right. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Uh, That one. No, wait. Wait. Wait, that's not right. I go through all of this work. I was going to say, I was like, wow, really? I I go through all this work to build all of this new stuff. And then I, and then, yeah.
All right. Push the wrong button. Push the wrong button. Now I'm going to push the right button. Good night, everybody. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio, copyright 2022, by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio.